You are listening to episode five of the Simply Sabbath podcast. Rest doesn't have to be a four-letter word. If you feel like you're about to break from exhaustion, let me invite you to Simply Sabbath, a podcast for the burnt-out Christian mom who longs to get back to the core of who she is and to reclaim the deep joy and stabilizing peace Jesus has for her in her every day without the mom guilt that often accompanies self-care practices. Hi, my name is Rachel Fehrenbach, and I help busy moms just like you add a simple rest-filled family Sabbath to their week so they can experience a refueling that gives them exactly what they need to live the life that God has called them to. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Let's get to it. When I began practicing Sabbath, I was mom to three kids under seven. And so I was skeptical about how this actually was going to play out in my everyday life. And I know many of you moms listening who have younger kids are also skeptical about it, which is why I have asked my friend, Melanie Zeb to come on and share about her Sabbath practice. Melanie is a wife, a mom to two little boys and a writer, and she practices a full 24 hour Sabbath. Melanie, it is so great to get to talk to you today. Before we really dive in, how about you tell us a little bit about you and your family? Well, thank you. And it's great to be here with you. Yeah, I think that Sabbath is something that's really important. Maybe even especially when you have little kids. Yes, right. (laughs) (laughs) Like you said, I am a wife and a mom. I have two little boys. Uh, My oldest just turned six and we just started um, homeschooling him this year. He just started school. My younger son is three. Um, He'll be four coming up here soon. That's a fun age. It is. Yes. (laughs) They're very curious about everything. So curious. Um, (laughs) And like you said, I, I try to do some writing as well in my spare time you know, which I have so much of <laughs> so much of it. Yeah. So Is there anything else you want to know about me? Um, live. Oh yeah. We are in Indiana, in Northeast Indiana. I've lived here more or less my entire life. I left for a couple stints in college and I spent a few years overseas. My husband moved here to the area in college. He grew up overseas as well. And, and we've been here all our lives. That's fun. Well, how about we start with, how do you define Sabbath? Like what is a Sabbath practice in your mind? Yeah, I, I, it's just real simple for me. Quite simply, I define Sabbath as a rest from work. Growing up in the Christian tradition, I am a practicing Christian. I ascribe to the biblical model and I really like how it says it in Exodus 20, 11, in the Sabbath commandment. The end of that is, for in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So just, yeah, kind of that idea, Mm -hmm. you know, God worked to create the earth on six days. And I mean, I think we all know he didn't really need the rest on the seventh day. If he took a break from working, I guess, so can we. That's great. I like, I'm, I'm glad you pointed us back to that verse because I think sometimes we can create our own definition of what it means to rest. And I like that you pulled it back to, um, to Exodus and 
kind of that command. I often tell people when we're talking about Sabbath that I think of it as like a gift wrapped up in a commandment. And so I love the fact that you pulled us back to Exodus. So what does Sabbath look like in your week? So I practice a 24 hour Sabbath starting on Saturday evening and that works extremely well for me, partly because my family attends a Saturday night service at our church. Okay. So then, you know, my Sabbath just kind of starts at six o'clock when with worshiping together communally. And then I, I don't know if you want the details of what. Oh yes. We are all about the details. We want the practical. There's wonderful resources out there that talk about the theory of it all and like the why and like what the biblical implications of it are, but like so often people don't get into the nitty gritty. So we are all for that here. Simply, you know, I, I start on an average week. I start at six o'clock on Saturday night and then I, my Sabbath ends at six o'clock then on Sunday night. And part of the reason I switched to that, because I used to do like just a a full day on more of like a calendar, like a a 24 hour day from midnight to midnight right? um, was I, I would get frustrated because Sunday evening, you know, if I hadn't, pre- like you, on Saturday, you're not ready to prepare for the week ahead. Mm-hmm. So Sunday night comes and it's like, I want, I would want to make plans and do scheduling. And I'm like, this feels too much like work. And it's mm-hmm. the Sabbath thing to me. And then especially just with, you know, connecting how we, we go to church and worship on Saturday night. So I was like, well, this just seems like a natural way to do things um, for me in our, in our family. So mm-hmm. Yes, we go to church and come home and and mostly just relax. For me, in some ways, Saturday night and Sunday night are both, in a way, they're almost half Sabbaths. I don't really want to say rules, um, but the guidelines that I give to myself are a little bit different on Saturday night versus Sunday during the day. And then even on Sunday night, even though I am, you know, usually it's just preparing for that next week and, Mm -hmm. and got my schedule and planning and, and that sort of thing. But it's still, it's still a much more relaxed, low key. It's not necessarily the high pressure. And then also on Saturday night, I sometimes will allow myself to do things that I, mm-hmm. I take a break from on Sunday, mainly that it revolves around technology. My phone really. So you start at six o'clock on Saturday and you go until six o'clock on Sunday. And I think it's important what you had said that sometimes it, when you try to do that 24, like a calendar 24, according to what our calendar is, it feels like rushed and it feels like you don't have enough time. And I experienced that too. We were trying to like Sabbath on Sunday and I always felt like the week would start and I would be like not prepared for it. And so I started looking into, okay, what do other people do? And I realized that in the Jewish faith, they actually do sundown to sundown Friday to Saturday. And I was like, there's gotta be a reason for that. <laughs> I started thinking, okay, well, what would that do for me if I did from sundown to sundown? And I realized, well, I have time to prepare the day of during daylight. And then in the next evening, I have time to prepare for the following day. And it suddenly dawned on me that, well, if I am Sabbathing for a 24 hour calendar day, according to our calendar, that I'm actually Sabbathing for more than 24 hours because it starts when you go to bed the night before, right? Cause we're resting when we're asleep. And so we're resting 
and then we're doing our south and then we're resting again the next day. So I'm like, well, of course it doesn't work. It's not 24 hours. It's more like 36. <laughs> so I'm like, well, of course God is wise. It makes sense. And so I totally agree with you. It is so hard to be like trying to Sabbath all day on Sunday and then launch into the week. It really is difficult. You mentioned not doing technology. So is that something like you're not on your phone at all? Is it all technology? Is it like no TV, no computer? What do you do? Well, it's definitely not no technology. It started with no social media and no phone, like none of the apps or or the games. I can be mildly addicted to. I don't do those. I don't do social media. And that was one of those things that was really interesting because I found like, especially when the pandemic first started and we lost all in, in person contact mm. um, for a few weeks, I suspended that because it, it felt like I needed it, mm-hmm. but eventually pretty quickly, I, I dropped it again. I dropped the social media because I realized that it just was stressing me out. Well, it wasn't even that it was that it wasn't restful to me. Right. Um, I, I could feel myself like picking it up and at first, when I started doing it, I, what I would do when it came time for my Sabbath, I would turn off all of my notifications on pretty much all of my apps, any of my apps that would like tempt me to pick them up if I knew there was a notification. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd turn them back on. And actually now I just leave all my notifications off. I mean, it's all still there when I go. Right, but you're I- checking it on your time. It rem- removes that demand. Mm-hmm. On your attention, it removes your, you know, the demand on your focus and it puts you back in control of when you're going to consume that content. Yeah. Because I just started finding that half the time I didn't even care, but every time I would hear the notification, I would pick up my phone and it'd be like, Oh, somebody liked something. I, you know, I don't need yes. to know a few years ago. I just started a whole bunch of like habits that I, I mm-hmm. built at rest. And one of them is I turn my phone off for an hour a day. Did you read um, the uncommon rule? Is that I didn't. I've just heard okay. talk about it, and and I was like, you know what? I'm not on my phone anyway. While we're eating, I'll just turn it off during the dinner hour. Although, true confession, I actually at this point, I it, half the time it's just in another room, and I don't bother turning it off. Um, that still takes discipline, and that's still ceasing from it. That cultivating an environment of rest by removing it, even just physically or the notifications. That adding that intentionality to your Sabbath practice, I think is really helpful and beneficial. It, it seems like it. And a part of me would like to turn my phone off, but you know, in these days we don't have landlines and you know, it's not like emergencies are happen all that often, but you also don't know when they're going to happen. Exactly. So that's not something I've done yet. My battery life is so much better on my Sabbath. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, so, but we, we okay, do, um, we do watch TV and that's something that's relaxing. And bizarrely, my kids actually consume more media on Sundays. And part of that is we haven't partly because of their ages, partly because of just other elements of the routine. We haven't intentionally spoken of Sabbath to them, but it is, it's kind of important to me because that Sabbath day is really meaningful to me and the rest that I'm able to get. And so I want it to be a special day for my kids as well. So like contrary to the whole technology thing, that is actually the one day a week that they are allowed to play video games. 
sometimes, you know, they'll watch a movie or something um, with dinner, which is completely not something that we normally do. They have special meals. They always have pasta for lunch on Sunday, which is my one son's favorite meal. And then we started Sunday night dinner, which is literally just snack foods. And <laughs> I love that. I'm not a terrible mother. My children eat. But you know, I think that's really, I love that. I love that you do that with your kids because I think that oftentimes we approach Sabbath with this, like, it has to look a certain way, or it's supposed to be this, like, ceasing from work and being pious. And you're just like, no, it's supposed to be ceasing from work and enjoying life. Like, that's what God intended for it to be. He stopped work, he stopped creating, and then he dwelled with his creation. He spent time with us and essentially played and enjoyed the creation that he had made. And I love that you're essentially cultivating that for your kids. You're like, this is the day that you get a break from having to do school, having to do all the things, all the chores, all the stuff. And you get to just have fun and play with the and and enjoy life in the way that you want to. I think if we all treated Sabbath like that for ourselves, like we would be in much better places. And which leads me to my question, like, what do you do for yourself on Sabbath that allows you to play? Well, honestly, part of it is, I mean, what I just said with my kids, I know what they are going to be eating and it's super easy stuff for me to make. Like, so yes, you could say like, technically that's working, but there is an element to which, and, and I'm sure you know this, like there's an element as moms, you will be working. Well, yeah, I think that mothers have twisted the idea of responsibility for those that are dependent on them into work. Like the idea, and I do not to dismiss the fact that that responsibility that God has given us to steward our children and to guide them to him. I'm not dismissing that it's hard work or that it's something that's important work. We don't stop feeding ourselves. We don't stop taking care of our bodies. We don't stop getting sleep. We don't stop doing those things that our self-care items, really, we don't stop those on Sabbath and God doesn't ask us to, he doesn't say stop eating today, you know, but yet sometimes when it comes to our kids, we forget that essentially they're dependent on us for those self-care needs. And we still have to do those things on Sabbath because they can't do them for themselves. And so we, we mix that up with this idea of work. And so, no, you're not going to stop changing diapers on Sabbath. You're not going to stop making meals on Sabbath because your children are dependent on you for their self-care needs. And just like you have to take care of your self-care needs, you have to take care of those needs for your kids. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All that to say that I, I want moms to hear from you that you're saying right now is I let my kids eat snacks for dinner on Sabbath and you don't feel guilty about that. And you don't feel shame about that because they're eating their physical need is being met, but it's being done in a way that gives you rest. And I think that's what's so important uh, that moms hear from us is like, you're going to have to take care of the kids meals, but you can do it in a way that doesn't cause you extra stress for the day. What are some other ways that you play on Sabbath? Okay. So for me personally, like I said earlier, I try not, I, I mean, yeah, I try because I mean, I'll be honest, like there are days when I get to the end, I'm like, oh, I did not Sabbath well today. Mm-hmm. Don't feel as rested. And, and some days when it's better and some days when it's worse and it happens, but I try not to do anything that 
that in my mind feels like work. And that may change from week to week. There may be something that I can do this week because I want to do it and not other weeks. Now, there are some things that even if I want to, I will not let myself do. I don't do any writing on Sundays because that is something that, you know, is work. There are certain things like that. But some things like the current example in my life, and this is the weirdest thing, um, knitting. And I used to do it all the time on Sabbath. But the problem is I was in the middle of a whole bunch of projects and it was kind of frustrating me. And so I actually set a goal for myself that I was going to finish all these projects. And so I was working on it at other times, not Sabbath. But now in my mind, I almost still have this mentality of like, oh, to work on that is to work on a project. And so I haven't I haven't gotten back into it. It's like a weird thing. I just try to do the things I enjoy. I spend time with my family. I read. A lot of times I'll do puzzles. I'll listen to audiobooks. One thing, you know, as, as a mom with young kids, one, things I, one of the things I've found is that I am able to spend so much more time with my kids on my Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you think about through the week, you know, a lot of times, even if I'm reading to them, even if I'm playing with them in my mind, I'm thinking of the 15 things that I need to be doing as soon as this is over. And guilty of that. <laughs> right? So guilty. Um, where on Sabbath, I mean, now, you know, there are definitely times when I'm like, I want to be reading my book. Yeah. But generally speaking, you know, it's a time when they'll, you know, they'll ask me to read to them or they'll want to play a game with me or just you know, sit down and play with Legos. And because I don't have the the push of everything I need to do, I am able to actually spend better time with them, you know, because I'm not worried about what I'm going to be making for dinner. I'm not worried about, you know, the kitchen hasn't been cleaned and, you know. Your time with them is more, like it's more quality time because your attention's not divided. It is. And it also sometimes frees me up during the week to not feel like I'm neglecting them quite so much because I know that we will have that time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously I'm still spending time with them dur- during the week and, you know, and doing things, but. But it, I understand what you mean. Cause like in the hustle and bustle of like the week when you're running them here and there, you're trying to go to, you know, grocery shopping or whatever, all the things are it can feel like disjointed and maybe it's like 10 minutes here. You know what I mean? Like you're just trying to fit it in. But so as you're going throughout the week to have that burden of like meeting that need in a deep and impactful way every single day, because you know, you're going to have this really robust time with them. It does alleviate a little bit of that, that mom guilt. It does. And I remember a while back reading about Sabbath. And it was the idea of practicing Sabbath and knowing that that rest was coming allowed her to do the work of the week and to just go full at it and not worry about burnout because the rest was coming. Yes. I feel that, you know, in, in all of those same ways, but also, you know, kind of like we were just talking about, I can balance it all and then, you know, have more time. Mm-hmm. Um, on on the Sabbath. Do you ever find yourself in the middle of the week panicking about the fact that, you know, your Sabbath is coming up and maybe you feel like you don't have enough time to get it all done before Sabbath? 
Rarely. I won't say never. Has it always been that way or is that some, has that, have you gotten to that point? Was it difficult at first to not worry about fitting it all in? I, I think part of the shift came for me when I shifted from a mindset of like, okay, I'm going to try Sabbath kind of practicing Sabbath more passively. And like, I'm going to try to rest, but I still like, I wasn't fully committed to then when it was like, I'm actively going to practice Sabbath and I am actively going to do everything I can to finish up what needs done. And, and that's one thing. It also helps me prioritize what's truly important, like what needs done now and what can wait until next week. And so, yeah, there are definitely times when it's like, oh my gosh. And, you know, especially, you know, on Saturday, it'll be the panic. And then there's sort of the, the crystallizing of, okay, this is what matters. This is what done. the rest can wait. This is what matters. This is what you can get done. This is what can wait. And, and part of that, and I think you actually alluded to this earlier, one of the significant things in helping me with my Sabbath practice as well is recognizing Saturday as a preparation day and, you know, kind of that shift between, because in our culture, you know, we have the weekend, we have Saturday and Sunday, we have the work week, the school week, whatever, Monday to Friday. And, you know, and Saturday is different. My husband is home. You know, he has a fairly traditional Monday to Friday job. My husband is home on Saturday, you know, which is great. I'm not complaining about that. And just our routines are different. And so I, there was a point where I realized that I was kind of treating Saturday as a Sabbath too. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that it actually helped a lot, this might seem weird, but I was like, no, I mean, yes, I can, the routines of Saturday are different and I, I can take more break, you know, spending some time with my husband, but I also still need to be doing the work that I'm doing Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. And once I recognized that, then it was more of like a wholehearted work for six days. Yes. Wholehearted rest for the 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, things pile up, you know, in the rooms where I, I spend most of my time on the Sabbath, things just pile up over the weeks. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'm still working on this project. I don't want to put it away and get it back out on Saturday afternoon. You know, as it starts getting toward late afternoon, I'll go around and just put all that stuff away. I'm not working on it. And if it's sitting there and that's, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't want to be legalistic. Like I will occasionally move something, you know, yes. I'll move it into the other room, but there's an element of like just the visual clutter, the like knowing that I'm doing things that I don't really want to be doing mm-hmm. on that day. So you talked about your husband being home and how the rhythms are different. And so my question to you is, does he Sabbath with you and how do you guys work out with the kids? Do you take turns so that one person can be like completely off for a couple hours or like, what do you guys do? We kind of do our own separate Sabbath practices. And at this point we have not yet created family Sabbath practices. I do think that's something that we've talked about wanting to do at some point, just, it hasn't well, you guys have kind of started with you. It's like, you kind of like, you kind of started though, right? Because yeah. you do church together that kicks yeah. off your Sabbath time. And then you guys have a meal on Sunday evening that you do together, right? Cause you guys are eating that together. It's the kids eat it. We, oh, okay. We <laughs> snacks. But yes, 
I guess what I'm saying, like part of what we think we would like at some point, we've talked about trying to do like a, a family, more of like a Jewish Sabbath meal. Yes, a Shabbat meal where Saturday, you go yeah. with the candles and the blessings and yeah. Um, on Saturday evenings, but to this point, like our kids go to bed early. And so they generally eat before we go to church and we generally eat after, like, it's just a thing, but, but yeah. And, and part of that, I don't, I don't know if you really want to get into this, but part of, part of our desire for that is actually we, uh, my husband and I, a while back, we were in Israel and when we were in Jerusalem, we had one of the, the couples that was on our trip, friends of ours, they had friends in Jerusalem who were our Messianic Jews who invited oh, cool. us to a Shabbat meal. So we went to Temple Mount and did the Friday evening Sabbath thing there. And then we walked and we went to their house and were able to experience a Jewish um, Shabbat meal with this family. And it was amazing um, because not only like they were so gracious and, you know, not only did we get to participate and and witness it, but also like they were just really generous about like answering questions mm. and help us understand. And I think in a lot of ways, I mean, we, you know, we didn't immediately start doing our Sabbath stuff after that, but I think a lot of what we do goes back to that and what we learned there and just thoughts of that. And, and so I think we both kind of have that in our mind. Like we, we remember yeah. that. Um, you want to bring that experience into your home. Yeah. For your kids. Yeah. You know, and I love the fact that you, that you are acknowledging that that's something maybe that will come as your kids grow up a little bit more, but that you're saying we're not waiting for it to look perfect. <laughs> we're not waiting for it to look a certain way. We're just sabbathing in a way that works for the season of life that we're in. So I think that's really, really good that you guys aren't letting it stop you. Well, and, and that is one of the things, I mean, I look back, you know, I didn't do the 24 hour Sabbath. I only started that at the end of February, early March of 2020. Okay. Before that, I was still trying a, you know, the, the midnight to midnight Mm -hmm. uh, Sabbath. And, you know, I think that was where, like, I was getting frustrated. And, and even once I started the 24 hour Sabbath, it was a while later before I realized the importance of the preparation day. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, yeah, like I've continued. And even beyond that, I know growing up in the church, you know, you, you learn the 10 commandments and I don't know, like, I feel like maybe it's a common question as a kid, like, Hey, why don't we, you know, this is one of the yeah. commandments we practice Sabbath. And, and the answer I was always given was, or what I remember always being told was that, you know, in the new Testament, all the other nine commandments are all reiterated and that one isn't. And so it just, you know, isn't viewed as a command. Mm -hmm. I like what you said earlier. It's, you know, it's a gift wrapped in a command. I'm not a theologian. I I'm not going to, yeah. <laughs> commandness of it. I, I can only speak to the gift it has been to me in Mark. It, Jesus says, you know, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And so that's how I see it. I almost look at that passage and say, well, there it is. It was reiterated right there. How do we just dismiss yes. this? You know, 
maybe it's not explicitly said in the way that you think it is. It's more of a refining it and saying, Hey, you guys have wandered away from what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a gift. It was supposed to be an invitation to just play with God and hang out with him and spend time with him and gain physical, emotional, spiritual rest. I do remember points in my life, you know, when I was in college, I remember trying to avoid doing homework on Sundays and I usually didn't have the foresight to do that. But I remember certain times when I would like wait until after midnight on Sunday night to do my homework. (laughs) It was college. (laughs) Yes, I know. Me too. (laughs) Um, So it's like, this is something like on some level, you know, somewhere in my mind, it's something I've seen as valuable, but it's only really been within the past few years. Like I said, that shift from like, trying to avoid working to like committing to, Hey, let's, let's not, let's, let's actively work so that I don't work that I can rest. Oh, I love that. Let's actively work so that we don't have to work and we can rest. I love that so much. Oh my goodness. I could just keep talking to you about this. I love talking about Sabbath with other moms, especially moms with littles, because I know just how hard it is to make it work and fit it in. And I think what I hope our listeners today gather from this conversation is that to just start practicing it in a way that works for your family in the season of life, like don't dismiss it, make it easy on yourself. Think about it as like in just a day to enjoy. And what are some ways that your kids can enjoy it too? And how can they enjoy it in a way that takes some of the pressure off of you? And so working those details out, thinking creatively, maybe having snacks for dinner, <laughs> all those are really great and wonderful tips. And so I just thank you so much, Melanie, for being just so open and generous with the way that you're talking about your practice and, and what it looks like in your life. Before we go, I know you're a writer and I know you're a very talented writer. <laughs> and so I would love for people to be able to connect with you if they have more questions about what it looks like as a mom of littles to Sabbath or just to follow your work. So where could they connect with you? Well, first, I just want to say thank you. I've really enjoyed this conversation as well. Sabbath just isn't something I necessarily talk about a lot, but it kind of is something that I am. I am actually passionate about. So I've really enjoyed this conversation as well. And Um, It's just been great talking with you about that. On Facebook, I am an author, Melanie Zeeb. On Instagram, it is Melanie.Zeeb. And on Twitter, it is Mel Zeeb. Everybody go follow her. You're going to want to. She is a novelist and she's creating some wonderful stories for us. I can't wait till we get to read them. Melanie, can we close our time together in prayer? Yeah, definitely. All right. Father God, thank you so much for uh, Melanie and thank you for her willingness to share what it looks like to Sabbath in her week. Lord, um, thank you for the wisdom she has shared with us. Thank you for the tips. Thank you for just the way that she has just been so generous with her time and with the information she has to share. And thank you that you have given us this gift that's wrapped up in a commandment. I pray that our listeners today would walk away from this episode, walk away from this conversation, 
with a desire to actively work so they don't have to work. I just love that so much. It's a reframing of why it is that we work those six days. It's just a reframing of the way that we view work and rest that we seek to work those six days so that we can enjoy the seventh with you, Lord. And so thank you so much for this conversation. Lord, I ask that you bless each one of those listeners who have tuned in with us today. And I ask that you bless Melanie and her family. Lord, we just ask all these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. Well, Melanie, thank you again for joining us. I really do appreciate it. And thank you for listening into today's episode. I'll meet back with you next week as we continue this conversation about what it means to resist hurry and embrace rest. Bye. Hey, I just want to say thank you for joining me for today's conversation. I know many things demand your attention, and I don't take lightly the privilege it is to share your time. I want to make things as easy and simple for you, so I've linked to all the resources mentioned in the episode in the show notes. And you can always find the links and more helpful information on my website, www.rachelferenbach.com. As we say our goodbye, let me remind you that what we're talking about in this podcast is not just another thing to add to your to-do list. This is not another expectation for you to live up to. It is a gift outstretched from the hand of your creator, an invitation to press pause on walking alongside Jesus and all the things he's called you to do, and instead sit down across from him and just be with him. It is an invitation to simply Sabbath. Him.